Hey everyone, it's Braden here from Podfather Creative. I am the resident producer at Marketing News Canada, and I just wanted to give a huge congratulations to Darian and the team on their 200th episode. That is a lot of episodes and it's a huge accomplishment. Anyways, we've got lots of amazing episodes coming down the pike for you guys, starting with this one here with Eric Lebowitz from Critical Mention. Enjoy. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am joined here by Eric Lebowitz, who is the Vice President of Marketing at Critical Mention, the leading earned media platform. He has more than a decade of experience in digital marketing, branding, and communications with a focus on technology. Eric, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So full disclosure, uh, part of the reason I was so excited to have you on the show was we use Critical Mention at Jelly. And there has been a time uh, when we didn't use Critical Mention. And those that have never used the tool or know what it was, so those that have heard of Google Alerts, because there was a time, and I will admit, when our firm was just thrown off, where Google Alerts was the tool that let us know if a client or you know their brand or the person was mentioned in the news, and Google would send us these daily alerts. It's a free tool for anyone to use. If you, as a person listening to this show, haven't set up your name or your company's name in Google Alerts, do it. It's free. Check it out. Whereas Critical Mention, the minute we started using that for our clients, it was like, man, it found every radio, every TV, like it found every cut. Like it would literally go into the TV interview and find that cut and pull it. And the reports we could provide our clients was mind blowing. Yeah, um, it, it's funny you mentioned that because when I first started working at Critical Mention about three years ago, the easiest way for me to explain to people what the company was was that you know to say it's like Google Alerts on steroids. Yeah, that's a great um, description. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually even since I've since I've worked here, I've sort of come to realize like there's even more to it than that. I mean, that is a great way to sort of get a base understanding of what it does. You know, and like you mentioned, radio, TV. We recently added podcasts because obviously, you know, as we talk here on this podcast we understand what a big part of of media podcast has become so this will um, show up in the critical mention report for critical mention yeah if yes it will um, because we've said the word critical mention yep mm-hmm. perfect nice. yeah um so yeah so podcasts are becoming I and mean, we're, we're you know that's a relatively new product so we're adding new podcasts all the time but we already have several thousand and you know that that number is you know increasing by the week um, we've also added a media contact database. So there's that element of a platform which didn't exist when I got here. Um, so would so, that yeah. be like almost like you're competing with like say Cision or Meltwater like or Muckrack? Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, oh, wow, Eric. Yeah, yeah. traditionally, um, obviously, you know, with Cision and Meltwater specifically, those are, you know, those are bigger companies than, than we are. But, you know, we have made uh, a lot of investments in engineering. Uh, new product. I mean, last last year was really with everything going on. Obviously, with the pandemic, we were still able to have what I would say was a banner year in terms of new product releases. You know, YouTube monitoring, podcast monitoring, the media contact database. Um, we've really made an investment in making the platform really an all-in-one or media tool. And and there's more to come in that vein, but it's been very exciting. And all the times, and, and you'll, you know, anyone who gets the tool gets a assigned customer service person. Anytime we have seen our client in a media outlet and then told our said customer service person, they fix it right away. And then that yeah. then is added in it for, you know, going forward. 
Yeah, I would say that in some ways that's actually, you know, our biggest differentiator. I mean, I think that we have great technology. Um, I, you know, I think that we have great engineers. We have a very fast platform, but I think above all, we have account managers who are essentially, you know, customer service reps, as, as you mentioned. And, you know, every client has a dedicated customer service, um, yeah. you know, account manager. And that person just really knows those accounts inside and out, understands what, you know, Jelly Marketing needs in its daily reports, um, on, you know, knows who the, the key players are in that team who, you know, if they need some help with something that the account manager is right there. So it's, it's, um it's something that we really pride ourselves on. It's, it's the way that I think we retain clients. Uh, the reason we have so many long-term clients um, and it's, you know, in some ways, like I said, I think that that is our biggest differentiator or at least one of them. Yeah. And, and I think almost, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is that as the person that went from, you know, converted to buy the tool, right? Like we went from Google alerts, you know, kind of monitoring things manually. Like every time we saw a client, you know, we would go out and manually copy and paste it into a sheet. Mm-hmm. I think the minute we, I think it was not only a mix of like taking on a certain number of clients was one, was the quantity of clients. And then the second one was the level of clients. So we did a campaign with 7-Eleven Canada and you know, it was free Slurpee day. I don't know if you know this, but more Slurpees are consumed in the world in Winnipeg, Manitoba than anywhere else. It's pretty exciting. Wow, so I did Slurpee, not know that. Yeah, Slurpee <laughs> capital of the world. So we did, you know, it, it was an exciting day. And, and so on free Slurpee day and, and doing a bunch of PR within Winnipeg, like we're, we're talking hundreds of hits that day. And, and there's no way, well, maybe there was possible, maybe it is possible, but it seemed like it, it didn't make any sense to use the staff time and the math would have staff time manually finding those hundreds of hits. And even if we did find the hits, it wouldn't be as good as like what we got in critical mention because it actually cut the sound bites out for us. And then the flip side of saying paying that monthly fee for the tool. And I think that's what was what finally converted us. So I don't know, is that what you see kind of like the, you know, you think of the funnel and your role as marketing director is when do you find those jelly marketings who are at that verge of either growing or getting the level of clients that need that robust tool? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of our business. Um, I think, you know, growing agencies who need a tool who, you know, are, are, are who have never used a, a paid tool as we would call it, like are using a Google alerts or doing things manually is a, is a huge part of our business. Obviously there are some cases where we're also, um, you know, we have clients or prospects that might be using other tools and for whatever reason, critical mention is a better fit. Um, so, um, you know, we have that element to it too, but, um, like you mentioned, I mean, like any technology, I mean, part of the appeal is to eliminate a lot of that manual work and to have something that works, you know, in an automated fashion that is more or less, you know, set it and forget it. I mean, you have your search terms and you under, you know, you have your alerts set up and you, you know that that's a reliable tool that you can, as you mentioned, have the staff work on campaigns, have the staff work on, you know, journalist pitches, whatever, you know, your staff is doing you would probably rather they not be, as you said, manually, you know, doing these searches, inputting them to spreadsheets. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there are certainly better ways for employees at agencies and, and brands to be using their time. And, you know, certainly the agencies that are growing and growing quickly, as you mentioned, are oftentimes the ones that come to critical mention and say, we need a better way of doing this. Um, and, you know, Hopefully, and usually we're able to to provide that better way. Yeah. And, and full disclosure, those that are listening, uh, 
uh, Marketing News Canada was not paid nor supplied a tool in any way. This is a uh, purely editorial. Uh, <laughs> so in case you're wondering if you're like, <laughs> this seems like a sales pitch. I just, I genuinely love the tool, use the tool, um, no, and I'm a fan. Yeah. That's amazing to hear, and you know we we take so much pride in that. I mean, we, you know we we do have, I think, a, a number of uh, what I would call evangelist clients. Um, you know, obviously, Jelly Marketing is a huge one, and we're we're thrilled to be able to um, you know collaborate in, in in any way that we can. But yeah, that's it's it's wonderful to hear. I mean, any any company with a product loves to hear those those um, those love letters. So it's yeah. it's um, it's great to hear. Thank you for saying that. So, what do you know? What do you think I'm paying? So, do you know what level of? Because I know what I pay in Canadian, but you have it in the U.S. dollars. Like, is there different tiers and levels for someone to get on the product and start using it? There, so there really aren't tiers. We have a very customizable packaging because there yeah. are so many different needs in terms of yeah. how many seats you need, yeah. um, you know, what content sets you need. Um, so it's it's really not. A, I mean, there are sort of you know, there's there's a very wide sort of yeah. range of pricing, but it's really pretty customizable in terms of, you know, we have some, you know, huge agencies that need custom reporting. And then we have yeah. some, you know, congressional offices where the need is like, is extremely narrow. Yes. And it kind of, you know, it runs the gamut all the way from, from one to the other. And so I'm like, I think we're three seats and I think we monitor probably 25 clients. And, and I think Canadian wise, I think we pay about $700 a month Canadian and, mm-hmm. and with that, it's uh, it's been incredible. And if I just do the, even the quick math on the seven hundred dollars Canadian to pay someone that in labor hours to do the work that Critical Mention does for us, you know, I, you know, we're making you know four or five x fold on you know the return on investing in Critical Mention, which has been yeah. awesome. Plus, the reports look so good. Like when we present it to a client, the other thing they love is that they can then find those pieces. And if the and if the client is savvy enough, or if we're doing their social media for them as well, they're then able to grab those pieces in real time and put them on social media because they know exactly where the radio section is. They know exactly where that TV segment is. Yeah, and I think you know the reporting is is obviously um, a huge, and the look of the reporting. I mean, we have. Um, we've tried over the years to really keep the look and feel of the platform very modern and current. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the 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 look and feel of the platform and then the reports too is is also a big differentiating factor. And um, I'm sure our product team would be thrilled to hear you to hear you say that. So um, awesome. Yeah. So. So on that note, do you know, like, do you end up having like social media teams kind of say, hey, I use it to find content to post on social because then all of a sudden they are, get real time. OK, I'm going to grab that and use it on social media. Yeah, we have social teams that, um, you know, we, the platform monitors Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram is coming um, this year. Nice. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, we have quite a bit of social content that is part just part of the mix. I mean, it's just another content set that you can purchase as part of a, a package and you can you can monitor social media channels that way. TikTok? You on the TikTok? You monitoring the TikTok? It's a big big debate here internally okay. About, okay. You know, whether or not you know TikTok is going to be something that we add. So it certainly what, could, could end up on the product roadmap. What about Reddit or Quora? Reddit has been a big topic of conversation lately, especially in the wake of um yeah of the Games, GameStop. Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. So um, these are things that, you know, we talk about in weekly product meetings. And, you know, I I think those two that you mentioned specifically have been major along with, you know, we've, we've talked about some of the other trends, you know, sub stack things that are happening that are a little outside of the, um, you know, sort of typical 
I guess I don't know what typical media is these days anyway, though. There's there's so many different channels. So, you know, that's one of the things that makes it fun, but also challenging is there's so many different things we can oh, add. So that many. It's, you know, we just try to figure out, OK, what what is what's going to meet the most clients needs, you know, and, and yeah. try to go from there. It's brilliant. So you mentioned, which I didn't know about, you guys now offer media databases. We do. We have a media contact database um, that is over a million records. Um, what? You know, yeah. And it took us about 18 months to develop it. We did an unbelievable amount of work. I was really in wow. awe of the of the team that built this. So is it an um, add-on to what I have right now? Like what, what I've got, maybe we missed the email. Maybe it's bad. I feel bad. We missed so the email would have said, hey, add this on. It's X dollar. Like what's the fee to add that on to our package? Um, so again, it, it, it depends. Um, there's, there's not a flat fee because there's also, there's some different levels that you can, yeah. you can use with the media contact database as well. But yeah, we did, we try to send, you know, that's always a challenge too, is letting people know about new products. You know, yeah. we do try to send emails and, and, you know, make sales calls, but, um, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a relatively new product, but, you know, we have um, a mix of AI and, uh, you know, human touch, as we call it, in terms of how records are updated. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're updated, we think, more frequently than, than any of the other competitors in the market. Because yeah, yeah. so, I'll often be on Cision and be like, wow, that is real old. And I'm like, you know, it's, and, and you know, or, or, you know, same thing with Meltwater, right? It's like, yeah. um, Muckrack does a great job. Muckrack weirdly has really good updated contacts. I don't know what they do differently than Cision and Meltwater, but. Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, it's certainly, you know, the bigger the database, uh, yep. you know, the, you know, I think. And the media landscape changes so much, right? Well, yeah. from like CTV to like, you name the, the media outlet is, is either letting go of staff, you know, every month, if not every week, it seems. And, and they're moving around from freelance to working for yeah. one outlet. It's a, that's a huge challenge. And it's certainly something that, you know, our team's been, hard at work trying to figure out, but yeah, the, especially, and then COVID added a whole nother layer to it because, you know, as many layoffs as there were in the media landscape and, and people changing before COVID, it just, I mean, it's just a whole nother level now. So yeah. that's definitely a challenge. And I know there's a lot of variation, as you mentioned, between different players in the space. Yeah, Some do it better than others. And, you know, again, like it's a relatively new product for us, but um, we, we put a lot of work into it before going live to, to hopefully be right at the top there in terms of accuracy and, and recency of, of the records. Nice. Do you, um, like I, one of my favorite places to go is Menchie's ice cream. You go mm -hmm. in there, you get little samples, little mini cups. Do you offer a free like month or a week to try out this media database, see if we like it or yeah. critical mention? Do you offer a free trial of critical mention? For yeah. I mean that a lot of times we don't usually do like month long trials, but we will give sometimes give people access for a few days just so they can understand yeah. what the tool offers and kind of, um, it's sort of, you know, again, bit of a case-by-case -case basis, but yeah. I mean, it definitely is something we've done for, um, for prospects who just want to understand like, you know, how, how can I use this? What, how is this going to help me in, in my day to day? So yeah. Um, yeah. So talking about B2B uh, like marketing. So for you, is it like, is like the Canadian public relations society and the American public relations society, is that like your fish in a barrel? Like that's all your you know potential clients are literally sitting there in a society that could use your tool. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it. I mean, one of the great things about working at Critical Mention is there's almost nobody outside of, you know, our target market. I mean, we obviously have a lot of our business comes from the agency world. I mean, that's a huge piece of it. But we also have, I mean, anybody who gets any media coverage and yep. who wants to understand anything about their brand or what's going on, 
you know, is, is a potential client. Um, that's brand side, probably a lot and IABC, probably like mm-hmm. the, yeah, yep. that's yeah. another organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we, it, it's, it's really anybody. I mean, we have, and we, you know, there's also government communications agencies because oh, we yeah. have, we have a lot of, um, of government agencies and people and political offices, um, you know, the healthcare space. So there's a lot of different organizations and, you know, different conferences that, you know, make sense for us in terms of, you know, the, if there's somebody there who works in communications or PR and wants to understand, you know, the strength of their brand and, and what's going on, you know, critical mention is potentially a fit. So I think, like you mentioned, I mean, those PR societies are probably at the top of the list, but then, you know, there's sort of smaller, more niche associations that also, you know, allow us to reach people who could be critical mention users. That's awesome. So you've released a lot. That sounds like a lot of great upgrades, you know, great updates to the tool. Uh, what are you looking at for this next year? What are something that we can expect or something that you're excited about for critical mention? And So we're a couple of weeks away from uh, Google Analytics integration. What? Um, that is the next, you know, I would say major release. It's something that we you know, had thought about adding for a number of years. And we finally made the decision last year that as we try to build a more inclusive all-in-one platform where, you know, marketing is is increasingly a piece of it, uh, Google Analytics, you know, is something that we need to add. So that is literally, you know, like I mentioned, a few weeks away. Wow. Yeah, which is great. And, you know, so as somebody who, whose background is in digital marketing, I'm obviously, you know, super excited to see that yeah. in the platform. And then I think the next major release after that would be the Instagram piece, which will be try to round out our social media or at least kind of broaden what we do in the social space. And then and you we'll, call it like more listening. Would you call it more ears you're adding to your tool? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. I mean, I think that especially, you know, this in social, the social listening piece is definitely, you know, and we're, we're broadening, just kind of broadening what you can monitor in the tool. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be doing some updates and changes to the way that the analytics platform display and like what we're able to give clients from an analytics perspective. There'll probably be some small changes in design, which, you know, just in terms of we're always, you know, like any technology company doing iterative changes. And then um, I think, you know, there'll probably, you know, be some stuff later in the year that, you know, we're still kind of deciding what the order is going to be in terms of, you know, what we're going to tackle next. But I would say like in the near term, those are, you know, those are the big ones and those are the ones that we're, we're, you know, really excited about. It's amazing. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, that's really cool about the product. Such cool updates. Switching gears here a bit, I need to talk about this next year, the Earn Media Landscape. Sure. Uh, those that are listening to the show that are in the earned media world, those that are curious about the earned media world, what do you think it looks like for this next year? Just with the the staffing situations, the newsrooms, you know, uh, what do you see? Because yeah. you you come from such a great perspective, like you've literally got your finger on the pulse to thousands of people that do PR. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few a few things that uh, I mean. First of all, I think the earned media space in general is going to be so important, frankly, because a lot of the you know the paid advertising budgets have just kind of disappeared, and that's just a function of the the economy in general. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, I think we're all hoping that that turns around. You know, we're all hoping that you know with with the vaccine rollout in the United States and then in Canada, especially that the economy is going to turn around. But um, earned media is going to, I think, play a bigger role in terms of just, you know, getting that brand recognition, even for, I think, brands who maybe relied more on the paid space in the past. Um, And interestingly enough, um, we were, I was just reading about how, you know, Google is going to change the the way that, you know, next year that they allow uh, people to target on the user level. You know, that to me, again, sort of, points a finger towards earned media again. Oh yeah, man. The cookies are disappearing, man. Cookie monster showed up. He's eating them. They're going. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and I think that sort of the corporate responsibility and messaging is, is going to be a big piece um, of earned media moving forward. I just, I just think what the last year has sort of done to everybody is just, you know, made it so that I think people are just paying a lot more attention to that. I mean, you know, there's a, I forget the exact number, but there's such a huge percentage now of folks who say that they really won't even interact with a brand if they feel like the, you know, they don't agree with their core beliefs or they feel like they've acted irresponsibly. So um, I think that's a that's a big piece as well. And then, as you mentioned, just the changes in the media landscape make it so that you just kind of need whether we're talking about a media contact database or whatever, you just kind of need the the up to date and accurate data. You know, data is, is I think, something that, you know, has been a big part of marketing for a long time. I think it's starting to, you know, get a, more of a foothold in the comms and PR space as well. It's, you know, something that I know we're focused on and we're hearing from a lot more clients about wanting to add different um, data sources and, and give people, you know, a little bit of a more drill down view into the impact that the, their media is having on the business as a whole for those brands that are interested in the, in the bottom line type thing. So, um, yeah, I think those are kinds of the, the, you know, the areas that I'm looking at as, as, you know, going to kind of set the tone in, in 2021. And, um, but the last thing I would say is it's, if the last year has taught us anything, it's super unpredictable. Also, you just have to be adaptable because I mean, I don't think anybody, nobody that I talked to could even imagine that this would be the world that we we're living in. Yeah. I mean, um, so I think, you know, the adaptability piece is just, is, is and, you know, and the agility is a big factor as well. That's awesome. What, what's it like being uh, kind of headquartered in the kind of the New York area? Do you find you end up like running into and talking to other kind of New York based, like whether it's publications or folks that are in the, the software as a service business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many, obviously, different kinds of businesses that are located um, in the, in the city. And, you know, that's been one of the tough things, honestly, about the past year is, you know, we're, we're our office is right in Midtown. It's uh, it's super convenient to Grand Central. I mean, it's walking oh, distance, which cool. was, yeah, which is amazing for, you know, we, we definitely have a fair number of folks who live in Manhattan and can walk or take the subway, but we also have, you know, a fair number of people who are commuting from, either other boroughs or, you know, the suburbs around the city. So that office space is, is super convenient to Grand Grand Central and just kind of the buzz of the city and, and yeah. you know, all this, that's been tough. You know, the last year we've, we've all sort of lost that. And I think, yeah. you know, we all hope that it's, 
coming back. But yeah, you know, there, there, there's so much media in New York. There's so, it, you know, there, there are so many cool and upcoming companies. I mean, you know, yeah, there's, New, New York times. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, there's, there, you know, very cool startups that are launching all the time. And then also like, there's a, you know, Salesforce tower that's a couple of blocks from um, critical mention that is a, like an amazing, super cool building. So there's kind of everything. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe Squarespace is a client, and we're going to say Squarespace, and it's going to show up in their critical mention report on their <laughs> podcast listing here, yep. um, which is awesome. Right in New York, uh, Charity Water, an amazing charity. I don't know if they're a client, but here we go, Charity Water. Now they're going to get a critical mention mention. Yeah, I, you know, we have I think about twenty five hundred clients right now. So you know, awesome. I know a, I know a lot of the names. I I. If I'll, t- I'll I'll say this: If they're not currently a client, I guarantee you somebody on the sales team is trying to make it so that they are a client. So um, that's they're, either, they're either a client or they're a prospective client. That's kind of the way we we look at it. That's amazing. Well, Eric, you feel fired up? Ready to do a little rapid fire round here? Yeah, let's do it. This is awesome. Thank you for uh, for being on the show. I'm going to check out that media database listing because that's amazing. Because I I know as an agency person, I see every month the cost for all the software that we mm-hmm. pay for and yeah. the of being able to almost kind of merge the costs into one is a great opportunity. So I'm going to check that out. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no, please, please do. And yeah, like I said, we try to spread the word, but you know that's the tough thing too. And as you guys know, in marketing, it's people are busy. I mean, they're yeah. you know they're doing you know a lot of stuff. They're they're wearing a lot of different hats, especially you know in COVID. So sometimes those messages get you know get missed, and that's why you know doing this podcast is so great because it's just another opportunity for me to for me to talk about, you know, not just critical mention, but the earned media uh, landscape as a whole. It's awesome. That's great. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, what was your first job? So I think my first job was probably as like a camp counselor, but I think yeah. the job that I sort of identify as being my first job that where I really was like, okay, this is, this is a job was as a Starbucks barista. I think yes. I was 18 or 19 and oh, yeah. had to go and open the store at like five o'clock in the morning. And I worked in a, um, I worked in a Starbucks that was in a train station where people were commuting to Manhattan. Wow. So as you can imagine, like people did, were not really thrilled if you couldn't get their drink ready on time um, as they were headed into midtown Manhattan. So that was a good learning experience. Um, I, I think uh, it was as much pressure there as I've had at any job since then in some That's ways. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Can you do like a, a New Yorker accent that we see in the movies? Can you do a true? I don't, I mean, I could try, but I don't think it would be very good. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, I do. Do you think that I have a New York accent when I, as I'm talking to you right Not now? Not like in the show, they're like New Yorker, right? Where it's like. New the, York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, I'm not sure. You know, that's another thing about. Um, New York is different areas have different, like yeah. not only different accents, but different, like the severity of the accent really. Yeah. Varies. Okay. Um, That's awesome. Some parts of Brooklyn or like Staten Island, I always found to be like such an interesting, such an interesting accent that doesn't really sound like anything else in yeah. New York. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So it just, you know, but I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't notice it. I've had people from other parts of the country say like, oh, you have a bit of a New York accent. Yeah. Um, but I don't really, I, you know, I don't notice it too much. 
That's awesome. So random fact for you, uh, the first ever international Starbucks, so Starbucks outside of America, was mm-hmm. in Vancouver, BC, Canada, in a SkyTrain station, which is kind of like the subway of Vancouver, but it's above ground for most of mm-hmm. it. And uh, right in the train station there. Pretty exciting. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, so that's kind of the same same yeah. deal as where I oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, poor folks are quite stressed there. Yeah. Um, so are you a night owl or an early bird? I'm definitely a night owl. Night um, owl, nice. Perfect. And then going to dog or cat person, what are you? You know, that's so tough. We have, my, my wife and I have two cats and I absolutely love them. Yeah. So, and I grew up with a cat. So yeah. I, would, I would have to say cat person, but I, I'm sort of an animal lover in general. Yeah, yeah. My nice. brother has like an amazing dog. Yeah. So I hate to choose one or the other, but I probably yeah. have to go with cat if, if um, yeah. you know, if I had to make a decision. Nice. What was the first thing you ever marketed? So I started in, um, you know, I've always sort of worked in in tech marketing. And I think the first thing I marketed was a unified communications uh, system. Yeah. Um, I think, I, you know, I was writing a lot of uh, blogs and like website yeah. copy for yeah. a company that sold unified communication software. So I believe that's the first individual product I ever marketed. Nice. What's your first memory of a newspaper you read or a radio you, station you listened to? So I definitely remember listening to WFAN in New York, which was, you know, the big sports station. Yeah. But actually, I think that the thing, and I'm not sure that this was the first newspaper I read, but in fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher did a unit on the New York Times. Oh, cool. And that actually really, um, I went to school as a journalism major, yeah. and I really can point back to that unit as the thing that got me interested in journalism. He That's just, cool. it was a, yeah, it was an amazing unit. He was he was probably the best teacher I ever had. He was just unbelievable. What was what was his name? His name was uh, Mr. Grossman. Mr. Grossman, uh, huge yeah. thank you, Mr. Grossman from Eric. Yeah, uh, right here. Look what look where he's look where he's come. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah no, um, it was, I can. I always tell people that, especially young know, people who are teachers. I just yeah. say like it had a huge impact on my life. It was a, such a cool unit. It's awesome. Now jumping ahead, uh, darker milk chocolate. <sighs> probably dark chocolate. Uh, yeah. Like both a lot, but have probably have to go with dark. Okay. Number one thing on your bucket list right now? I think I'd like to go to like New Zealand, probably. Yeah. Very um, cool. Have yeah, some my, lamb, play some rugby. Yeah, my, my parents did a trip. Actually, they got back literally as COVID was sort of exploding. Mm-hmm. And they did like a three-week trip. And just seeing the pictures and everything just made me feel like that's something I got to try to find a way to do eventually. Perfect. What is your favorite word right now? My favorite word right now, probably vaccine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. No, that's great. Yeah. Very, no, that's great. And yeah. what's a, what's a word that needs to die right now? I'm gonna go in the same vein and say pandemic. Okay, um, I, I like it. I'd love to never hear that again. Perfect. What What is the last charity you supported financially or with volunteer time, and why? Well, I think in terms of volunteering my time, I actually worked as a election worker this year at the polls. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I volunteered there and I worked a 17 hour day helping people to, to vote, which was a wonderful experience. Um, they usually, a lot of the folks who do that are, uh, retired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, this year, obviously there were some risks associated with yeah. the polls. Yep. And so a lot of the, the, you know, older people who usually do this, you know, didn't want to do it very understandably. So um, I volunteered there, which was a great experience. I mean, I was, it was exhausted when I was finished, but yeah. it was great. It was a great time. Um, in terms of 
charities that I supported. Um, I always support the uh, American Heart Association yep. uh, and the Alzheimer's Association. Yep. Um, I've had some people in my family who mm. um, have, you know, had Alzheimer's, and it's 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 obviously really rough. And just hoping, mm. you know, someday soon they'll have something that can can, can combat that. But uh, yeah, those would be the main ones. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Sure. Uh, what is a movie you love? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably yep. is a favorite that I can go That's back perfect. to the well with anytime, you know, I, yeah, anytime I'm browsing and it's on or I just feel like kind of, you know, relaxing and yep. just being entertained. I think that's, that's a go-to. That's awesome. Favorite song or album on repeat right now? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, favorite song or album on repeat? I've been listening to a lot of Chuck Berry. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, Chuck Berry. I mean, that's something that my dad got me into. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's obviously way before my time, but just kind of cycling through some of his uh, greatest hits is, you know, it's just fun. It's uplifting, you know, in yeah. a time where it's, you know, you need that. So I would say I never get tired of listening to, to Chuck Berry stuff. That's awesome. If you weren't doing this job right now, what would you be doing? You know, I think I always, you know, coming out of college, I, I expected that I was going to work in journalism. So that probably, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough environment, obviously. I mean, I really admire the people who have stuck in there and, and made their living in journalism because it, it really is difficult. And I think, frankly, I think we're, we're the worst, you know, we're the worst for it as a society in terms of not having as much quality journalism as we did, at least, you know, in the States, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So I think that that would probably be what I'd be doing, hopefully, um, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and either if I wasn't able to work at a large paper, you know, I think even the, the small local papers really serve an important function. That's great. Daily Bugle, maybe. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I did. Daily work. Planet. Yeah, Daily Planet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's perfect. It's perfect. What, what's an app on your phone you can't live without? I would have to, you know, Instagram is probably the one. I mean, I yeah. know that's like a bit of a no. boring choice, but. No, it's. No, it's a great one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big um, I, I love to play golf. Golf yeah. is you know, it's kind of I have some buddies that I play with a lot, and a lot of what I do on Instagram is just looking at really awesome pictures of golf courses around the world that uh, that I'd like to eventually get to, or ones that I've been to that I'm sort of longing to go back to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I would say Instagram is um is is a and actually the other one would be Noom which is like yes. a weight loss app, which has really helped me over the last few months, mm-hmm. especially after I had packed on quite a few pounds with COVID. Yep. Um, it kind of helped me get back in control a little bit of, of some of you know, my, my eating habits. So yep. uh, I should mention Noom too, because that's been really great. Yeah, they, they helped me figure out that. The, I learned about fog eating. I'm a fellow yeah. Noomer here. So I, I, oh, I nice, was a nice. very strong fog eater, which I – Finally, once they described it, it, really helped a lot. So yeah, I got my I got one of my brothers using it. And he's oh. having success. So yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, man. What is your favorite children's book? Favorite children's book. This is kind of a this is a, an obscure one that yeah. probably not a lot of people have heard of. But I I used to I read these series of books called the Angel Park All Stars. They were like baseball books. Yeah, great. And they were about um, like kids are playing on a baseball team and just, yeah. you know, and when I was reading them, I was a young kid playing baseball. Yeah. Cool. Um, and they, you know, they just were really kind of, they dealt with a lot of different kinds of issues and stuff, but also they had some really cool, just 
kind of baseball action scenes. So I don't know if that's something that anybody nowadays reads or if they're even still in circulation, but I, I, I really love those as a kid. That's awesome. What is the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? It's a great question. The most important thing. I, I think, I, you know, this is a, bit, a little philosophical. I, I don't know that it was like exactly a, a change of mind, but I just think the, the important, you know, when I, when I graduated from high school, all I wanted to do was go to college far away from my family. Yeah. Um, I just wanted independence. I just wanted, you know, I just, that was it. I, I, high school, I was, you know, my parents were always bugging me. Yeah. And I think I learned, you know, over the years that actually it's the, mo- you know, and, and this, it happens through different health scares and things that, you know, kind of, kind of make you understand as you get older, what's really important. Um, and now I can't really imagine living far away from any of any of the people in my immediate family, you know, we're all sort of New York based. And I think that was a big change and realization that happened between the time I graduated high school and the time I sort of became, uh, you know, became a functioning adult, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great, great story. What what is the best thing you ever bought for $10? (sighs) Best thing I ever bought for $10. Um, I would say, I bought this little uh, this little greens reading app um, for playing golf that was really yeah. helpful. That I think was less than ten bucks, and it really um, it helped me to to really become a better putter. It was something I was a little bit like skeptical about, and it was actually really high quality, and it was something that that really helped me playing. So I, I would say I got, probably got the most value out of that. Nice uh, marketing book you'd recommend? I think you know I. Truthfully, I haven't read a ton of, of like marketing books. Yeah. I think I've read a lot of books that have helped me to understand marketing better from, you know, I, I'd actually say this is going to sound really weird, but the Abraham Lincoln biography, Team of Rivals, as weird as that sounds, I think really helped me understand like the importance of messaging and what an unbelievable communicator he was in terms of getting his ideas across and yeah. and the art of persuasion yeah, um, yeah, yeah. in terms of like being able to to talk to people in a way that got them to kind of put their preconceived notions away and and open up their minds and think about things differently, which I think is it's a huge part of marketing. So a um, bit of a strange answer, but I think no. that was one of the books that sort of impacted my life in a lot of different ways, and that was definitely one of them. Awesome. What is a podcast that you'd recommend for those in marketing, PR, communications? Oh man, I listen to so many different podcasts. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm a big fan of like uh, a lot of the stuff that 538 does, you know, from yeah. a from a data perspective, I think yeah. it's just really helpful to to understand the way that um like data can just give you a better hold on on trends and understanding how to again, I think the idea of like trying to in some cases leave your priors behind and understand be a little more open-minded in terms of understanding that something that you thought going into a given situation or a given problem, you know, you, you have to be willing to look at the data to understand, you know, what's really going on. So yeah. um, I, I would say, uh, you know, some of the 538 podcasts nice. um, are, are, yeah. Well, what's like a newsletter or website you go to for resources, inspiration? I love, um, in ter- from a marketing perspective, I love yeah. HubSpot's stuff. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I, I've been a um, big fan of HubSpot for a long time. Um, I think their marketing content, they just have so much. And so like, no matter what you're looking for, mm-hmm. um, you know, you asked a question about marketing books. And I think 
you know, it's more for me educationally. Um, it's more stuff like that that I feel like I've sort of learned through over the years is just, you know, different sites like that. So HubSpot is a big one. And then I think there's other stuff outside of um, there's a newsletter um, called Slow Boring, okay. which is a Substack newsletter. A guy That's named, cool. Yeah, Matt Iglesias. And so it's sort of like very in the weeds, you know, politics and policy type stuff. Yeah. But, um, but I enjoy it. I, I kind of I like to kind of drill down on issues and really understand them. So um, awesome. that, that's a cool one. Yeah. Okay. Last question for the rapid fire. What is the last thing that you Googled? The last thing that I Googled um, was, I think, I hate to bring it back to COVID, but I'm so like into how many doses of vaccines we're doing every day in the United States. Mm -hmm. So I think that was probably the last thing this afternoon. Every day I'm like, okay, we got 2 million more down and, you know, we're, we're, you know, the number, the percentage of people every day creeps up a little bit. So that's probably the last thing I Googled. Amazing. Eric, thank you for uh, sharing. Thank you for going through the rapid fire. You did amazing. Thank you for sharing about the tool, what's coming sure. down the pipe and some inspiration ideas for those in the earned media sector. Yeah, no, this was great. I really appreciate it. And like, I know you mentioned being big fans of Critical Mention, but we are big fans of Jelly also. And, you know, just you guys are awesome. So thanks so much for having me. And this, this was great. Awesome. Thanks everyone for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.